Northcote Theatre, the GV Hotel in Shepparton and the Cardinial Cultural Centre in Pakenham, we're coming to your area of planet Earth. First off, the Northcote Theatre on the 21st of October 2023, the Rewind 80s Mixtape Party featuring DJ Grandmaster Bates and the Rewind 80s Band Live. Second off, we've got the GV Hotel in Shepparton. That's going to be a huge Halloween party on the 28th of October. Last but not least, the Cardinial Cultural Centre on the 2nd of December in Pakenham, Rewind Daddy's Mixtape Theatre Show. Get your tickets, all inquiries and information on rewind80sband.com. Thanks for your support, guys. See you soon. to have you back, everyone. Yeah. And the boys are lighting up. They are lighting up because it's Father's Day this weekend. This is Jay Jovi. This is Sammy Hardon. Welcome back to the 80s montage, guys. Tonight yeah. we're talking about Dad's barbecue songs. <laughs> because it's bloody Father's Day this weekend. It so is. Happy, happy Father's Day, happy motherfuckers. Happy Father's Day. Absolutely, yeah. God. Do you know I had a, a huge problem remembering much from 1979. It was yeah, weird. Right. Everything I went for wasn't in the 80s and I'm like the pivotal like 79 and being at a dad's barbecue or your family barbecue, most of my memories are stuck in 79. So mine are very close to 1980 but – it was really interesting where I just let my subconscious go to where it wanted to go and that was the, the year. It was weird. Look, it's, 
we, you know, as everyone knows, we love this period, the very early 80s as well. So, you know, we're sticking to territory that we know and love as well. Yeah. Boys Light Up was 1981 by Aussie Crawl. Boys Light Up. It certainly was. It was from the same album, Boys Light Up. This is their debut album. And this was the second single released off the album after Beautiful People, which was released in 79. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Downhearted was released after this. And I yeah. love all three of these songs. Yeah, oh, they're amazing. Aussie Crawl were incredible. Yeah, I really like them too. There's something – they're like – Something a bit sort of bourgeois about them, you know, like that. Um, James James Rain was from, um, like, he was born in in Africa to start with, but the family when they emigrated here were quite well to do. They lived in the Mount Eliza area. Oh yeah, um, and that's where the lyric. The first line in the song, the let me tell you about my mountain home. He's talking about Mount Eliza. Very cute. Um, yeah, but look, I love it. It's like very, very beachy, very summery. And this is why I sort of put it together with Dad's barbecue. Yeah, so do you have memories of this song actually at one of the barbecues? Oh, 100%. Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah. And was that in it's- cans, obviously, with your brothers and all that bizzo? In Cairns because sort of Cairns is all about water sports, you know. Not yeah. I don't mean I don't mean pissing on each other. I mean sort of like windsurfing. <laughs> windsurfing. No golden showers. We don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm not drinking tonight. something very close to a golden shower. I've oh, got, what are you having? Um, well, remember in Launceston we got the Passion Pop. I opened yes. that because I was desperate. Oh, lovely. And it tastes like golden showers, passion pop, but it's beautiful. You do get it's a very taste fruity. for it. It's very fruity. Yeah. Fruity lexia. Oh, I remember it's special. getting drunk on um, on that shit. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a big drunk kid. I yeah, liked right. a cigarette a bit more, but I I wasn't a big drunk sort of kid, 17, 18 year old. Only when I got to about when I worked at Chasers, I got. But at that age, you can drink under people under the table, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I specifically remember getting drunk at a party for the first time and mm-hmm. um, take, take you know, because growing up in the country, dragging my girlfriend down to the creek and sort of, you know, having a bit of fun. But And I remember thinking like we were young, we were like 15, and I remember thinking, oh, we could – we could go for it here. Like we could I, – I didn't we, – we didn't go the whole way but I remember thinking to myself, God, I can see how kids get knocked up. Yeah. They get like <laughs> – When they you're get little, drunk yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get I drunk. I used to think and, the same thing. Yeah. Fucking hell, nothing's stopping you. I remember thinking like I could do this if I wanted to. That's how they had twins and sons and daughters. Fucking That's hell. Right. That's as easy yeah. as this. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's like that that Frankston joke. What do you call a thirty year old nana? I don't know. Oh, hang on, I fucked it. Oh. What do you call a <laughs> What do you call a thirty year old woman in Frankston? And the punchline is nana. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. Anyway, I fucked it anyway. Wow, boys light <laughs> up. See, Aussie crawl were very Queensland too. They were Definitely. huge in the Gold Coast. It was. Flamenco and Aussie crawl, you know, like they were played yeah. in every fucking venue in the Gold Coast. Yeah. And I remember my cousin, my older cousin, being so full on about them. And I was just learning about them because I was a bit, a little bit younger. But I definitely saw the 
the uh, thing with Aussie Crawl and James Rain. I definitely understood what that was about. I was like, this yeah. is where we come from, you know? Yeah, that's right. I discovered that James Rain went to VCA to study drama just like I did. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was he was in a few films and everything. So, oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. We have to do. So we have to do an Rockers episode on fucking Return to Eden. Oh, yes, for sure. We have 100%. to do it. You know yes. what I mean? Australia is crying out for I it. I know. They're going, put it in. Stick <laughs> it in. Return Stick to it Eden. In, Jake. The whole crocodile attack thing fucking freaked my ass out more than Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Didn't absolutely. the crocodile have hold of a fucking binocular bag or something? Was that the story? Um, that was your thinking of um, Crocodile Dundee when it oh, grabs okay. the. Grabs the binocular thing Getting from my around crocs her mixed neck. Up. Getting mm. your crocs mixed up. Oh, Getting well. your co- your cocks and your crocs. Because I don't wear them, that's why. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, look, I love Aussie Crawl. I think they were such an essential part of the 80s. And I love that James Rain is still as busy as fuck now as well. Like it's like yeah, that's right. he can still well, – Everyone can sing if you sing properly, but he sounds yeah. amazing. He's got a fucking great band. John Watson on drums, um, Brett on guitar, Brett Kingman I think is still his guitarist. He's just got an amazing band and um, really, really interesting time. And it, But the thing is with this, even though we're doing Dad's Barbecue, the memories that come back through these songs, you wouldn't be able to remember without these songs. No, this is right. Absolutely. The sort of memories are completely intertwined with these songs. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dad would have loved these songs and play them in, playing them, uh, you know, while he's cooking the snags on Father's Day. Yeah, that's right. So on Father's Day we would go to my grandfather's house and there would be five or six uncles, aunties, cousins. It was the best fucking time. There was always a billiard table somewhere. In the yep. garage, we'd play billiards or the, the guys that played billiards. There was always footy talk and there was always a stereo in the garage and a swimming pool. That was oh, a typical Aussie party. Now, I've spoken about this subject before and this is where my only thoughts came with this barbecue music. My music's very mm. different from yours. Yeah. Um, and I know this about myself. So first song, I'm not even going to let you know what it is, but this is a huge barbecue song for my family and here it is now.
how good. Oh, what a banger. Aussies loved Stevie Wonder in this period. Yeah, absolutely. Which album was this from? Master Blaster. So 1980. Oh, of course. So of course. my uncle, he sort of was part Mauritian, I think. He's oh, not alive wow. anymore. But he was very dark or Fijian or something. I always looked at my uncle and went, you're not white. Something's going yeah. on. But <laughs> I actually didn't know there were, and I've said this before on the podcast, I didn't know there were white artists because my family That's was right. so into the black artists that I'm so appreciative, appreciate, you know, I appreciate it now because it was just groove central, you know. But we were yeah. in the pool with... Lilo's, like Lilo's were big and and beach balls and stuff and we'd be throwing the beach balls and this would be blasting out of the freaking backyard. Yeah. And I just went, this album's amazing. And Happy Birthday was on this album as well. Amazing tracks. Stevie Wonder was a huge part of my 80s family, you know, especially Father's Day. Absolutely, absolutely. I love this. And this is sort of – this is really timeless. Um, oh. As you know, I love I love reggae. We've opened the show basically with two reggae songs. Mm. Mm. Um, this is this is beautiful. I really love it. It's sort of um, – it, it still rocks today. Like I remember <laughs> um, I saw Tony Coper playing this at a gig when not long ago, within the last five years – and it was fucking incredible. I think it was even the first song of his set just you to sort what? of get everyone up, you know. Well, Tony can sing this stuff so well. He sings anyway so well. But he also yeah. has the greatest musicians behind him. That's right. I wonder who you saw. Fuck, I can't, I can't even remember. It wasn't at the SB. Um, Might have been Headspace or something. Mm, he has a band can't called remember. Headspace. Can't remember. Yeah, Tony is incredible at this kind of stuff because he's got that beautiful tone, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember doing it with him but I remember a lot of white musos trying to attempt it and I'd go, fucking shut up. Yeah, don't. I was quite yeah. racist against white people doing this music and this is the whole reason I didn't want to do Happy Birthday Stevie Wonder at Bird's Basement. I wanted to do Happy Birthday Altered Images because I thought it just suited the band more. Yeah. You know, it's like cover bands doing Toto when they fuck it. It's just yeah. not on, you know. Yeah, that's um, right. And, you know, you know when you're in a cover band for so long and you might hear Jesse's Girl on record for the first time in a long time and you go, this is a really good song. Cover yeah. bands have fucked it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's that feeling yeah. you get from it. And I remember doing this song and I loved it but it was just wasn't great, you know. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was, you know, this is amazing musicianship and the feel of it, you know, is incredible. Yeah, beautiful. And not even going on the fact that Stevie Wonder's a, a black artist, the fact that he can't see makes him funkier because he feels more than the average bear, you know what I mean? Like everything's got to be felt. And exactly right. Mm. And in a in a way, it's, it's sort of as a musician, being blind is not a disability because it's mm. like it's almost like the distraction has been taken away for him. So he he just hears everything infinitely oh, and like yeah. feels everything deeply. You know, I love it. Yeah. So my uncle Peter 
was a huge master blaster. I remember we had the tape and we had the record and I used to say, put on Stevie, put on Stevie when I was little. I just yeah, loved yeah. the record, loved the record. And yeah. huge 80s barbecue album for us. And this was a great album cover too. The 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 like the album names um, actually hotter than July. Hotter than this July. One, Sorry, yes. Yeah, um, this is the one where he's got the braids on the cover. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful kind of piece of art. Of, yeah, he kind of looks like Grace Jones with a moustache. Well, like it was that really, kind of vibe, wasn't it? You know, that's it was right. That, that, that whole kind of Caribbean, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, love it, love it. So really the next, cool. the next one we've got is your one, though, mate. You can't go without a Aussie Barbie without fucking Barnsey. Here we go. Hey. Once I smoked a Danaman cigar, I drove a foreign car. Oh, baby, that was years ago. I left it all behind. I had a friend. I heard she died. She was crucified, baby, that was years ago I left it all behind For my cheap wine and a three-day club Cheap wine and a three-day club Come on, come on, come on I don't mind taking charity Fuck, I love this song. I fucking oh, love it so much. It's amazing. It just, I don't know, it just brings back so many memories. Yeah. It's sort of, I, <laughs> I went, when, because when I, I was only like two when this song came out in 1980 mm. and this was big for years into the 80s. God, I, yeah. My, my brother Brett used to play a lot of chisel and I, like, for some reason, I thought my brother Brett was Barnsey. Wow. Like I would I would hear, he would always listen to him and I'd always hear Brett singing it and I kind of didn't, I couldn't put it together. I mm. thought that was him. You know what I mean? And um, seeing the clip and everything, um, not that you sort of often saw clips, you know, in 1980, you sort of only caught them now and then. Yeah. But um, the vision of him sort of walking around the shitty apartment and looking like shit, looking hungover and everything. Brett played a lot of – Brett, my oldest brother, played a lot of rugby and he was a real like one of the boys kind of thing. And like I, I thought I thought that was my brother on screen and singing and that was his life and everything. So it, it meant – like a lot to me growing up this song. Like yeah. this was this was massive. Oh yeah, when you're little, you can imagine different scenarios to the music where yeah. it's not real but it's real for you. Yeah. Uh because 
Where do these people come from that are in the video clips? What? What? Who are they? What are they doing? Yeah. Where? What are they from? Space? Where do they come from? Like we we really didn't know when you were when you're that young. You do think, well, if my brother knows it so well, maybe that's his song, you know, like it's really yeah. full on. Yeah, exactly right. And just sort of, I don't know, like the sharehouse lifestyle with the fucking shitty curtains and shitty carpet and just shit everywhere and no furniture and all of that. It oh, was, and it we've was... all gotten the bath when we're pissed without any water <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly right. I um, This was written by Don Walker from, yep. from Chisel and um, who wrote a lot of their songs. I love, I really love the lyric. I find it. And, and I, it's it's sort of largely about being poor and having nothing, mm. um, because that you know they they said that they were they were poor for so many years, chisel before they sort of started cutting it. Um, I love how I love the empowerment that you can have when you're poor, though. Absolutely, like when you can have like next to fucking nothing, but you don't need anything. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and he says, I, I don't mind taking charity from those that I despise. Baby, I don't need your love. I don't need your love. Baby, you can shout at me, but you can't meet my eyes. I just love, I don't <laughs> know, there's something just really empowering yeah, about it. Yeah, you love it. that kind of language. You love it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have gone right know. over my head. But I knew the cheap wine in the three-day growth was about having no shaving. You know what I mean? I knew that much. But I really did think there and see th- th- it was one of those songs where you sat there and you went, I've really got to think about what this is about. Yeah, yeah. Because he was such a great – Don Walker was such a great storyteller with his words as well as his music. Yeah. And then Jimmy just went whack and gave it the Aussie, you know, feel. Just the – the the cheap one the goon like it's so Aussie like yeah. goon and goon and stubble like that's the that's the fucking chorus and, and Jimmy they looks that, hot in this yeah yeah he looks <laughs> he looks like a piece of shit but he looks he he's like young and fucking he's just got so much fire in his eyes you know oh, like yeah. it's fucking fantastic but they reckon this was um, recorded in two takes. Oh, I can imagine. You can feel it though, can't you? Yeah. It's yeah. not been done 50 times. It's been done on the spot and they've probably just, I don't know, they just would have been maybe a little bit drunk. Fucking that's it. You know, you're getting that swagger. That's yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But you've got I to have it. your cold chisel and your Jimmy Barnes at your Aussie barbecue. Happy Father's Definitely. Day to all the fathers too. Happy Father's Day yeah. to you, baby. Oh, yeah. I Is this that your for second Father's Day? Yeah, it is. It is wow. my second Father's Day. I wonder what Day. Leo's going to get you this year. A brum oh. brum bike? I've just fucking, I've just um, <laughs> realised I've got to fucking pull my finger out and, and get Mika a fucking oh, present yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, right. you got to get two yeah. presents. My little nephews on Mother's Day would buy my mum motorbikes because it was really for them, you know. We're going to yeah. get Nanny a motorbike. She really needs one. And then Nanny would get a motorbike and, you know, that would be it. You know, it wasn't <laughs> nannies anymore. So kids are very funny like that. Nanny. But, um, yeah, good old, good old. But daddy, I uh, don't know what's happening because we're going to be away all weekend so I don't know what I'm doing for my Father's Day but I think I'll go over on the Monday, you know. Oh, nice, beautiful. But it's going to be amazing. So anyone that uh, is lucky enough to have a father, oh, I just wish him all the luck in the world and it's Father's Day and 
it's we're just celebrating the music that we used to hear at barbecues, you know? Yeah. Family yeah, barbecues br- and dad's barbecues. You, you bring up a good point before, you know, Father's Day was also Grandfather's Day, you know? And oh, it, it Like was. you'd have a lot of the extended family and you'd, you'd have sort of um, – like pool competitions around the pool table with all your cousins and oh, shit. Oh, went for hours. That's right. And, like, you, you know, often you wouldn't get to see them a lot throughout the year um, and especially sort of during winter, this would be the first time coming in, like as the weather started getting nice again, the first time that maybe you would see your family when they were coming out of hibernation again. You Do know? you know what? My mum's side of the family – would they all worked together? So they ran a factory oh, wow. together. We were like wogs, ran a factory together. So I would see my grandfather every single day, and I loved it oh, because brilliant. he would go out and buy me a schnitzel sandwich. I was like tiny, and he'd go, "Do you want a schnitzel sandwich? I have a schnitzel sandwich." Like things like that that mattered. But we would either go to my grandfather's house, grandmother's house, or my uncle's. It was never at my mum and dad's. I remember it wasn't at my mum and dad's, and um. We were very tight knit family. Like we, I think that's where I get my work ethic with Maddie and I because we've always worked, and you're the same. You work with Mika, always work together and make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Not many right. couples can do that, but I think if you've seen your own family do it, it's sort of the way it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Doesn't work for everybody, but um, no, it doesn't. No, it's not an issue Certainly for us. Certainly doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> okay. not an issue for us. It, yeah. is an, it, it is an issue right now, but we know when to sort of just oh, give yeah, each of other a bit of space, you know, and yeah. then fucking you find the balance, don't you? I don't think you guys are the issue though. No, that's right. No, I don't think we are either. No. Nah. You think know. we work well together. Maddie and I can work together in a band and not see each other the whole night. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. The other night we were fucking exhausted. We went to Adelaide with Sudo. It was a full house there. And um, we got back to the apartment in Adelaide and um, I just fell asleep. I was exhausted. And then in the morning that was the only time we really had a bit of time together, you know, even though we'd done a gig together. It was really bizarre, you know. Yeah. So the next song I've got is another bloody Ripper, I've got some rippers on my fucking barbecue list. You're going to piss yourself laughing. <laughs> this one's not so funny. The last one I've got is very funny. But um, this band, for some reason when someone brought this a record in my family, every family had to have it and this was the one that we really loved.
Earth, Wind and Fire, Boogie Wonderland. Now, this is 1979, guys. This is what I mean. I just went for this weird year. This would um, have been still charting in 1980, oh, though. it was huge, babes. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. I This was the first record I sat down and learned all the lyrics to, this track. Oh, wow. I just sat there with the LP and I learned all the lyrics and I didn't know what I was quite doing. I was just reading the lyrics and learning them like I'd yeah I think I did know I think I did know that in in the future because I would have been 10 or 9 oh yes I would have been a singer and I would have had to have learned these songs but to think that you grew up in this sort of era and then you go and do it live it's hilarious you know yeah yeah what an amazing um what an amazing lineup this was I sort of I always think of you know, if I could be in any other band or any other artist, what artist I would have loved to have been, I reckon it would have been pretty cool to be Morris White. Like the, this um, would have been incredible. These guys would have just had an amazing life. Absolutely. They would. And they what would, songs. Great. Yeah. You know. Boogie Wonderland. Just yeah. fucking amazing. And the whole album was great and it was there was soul and it was slow and it was just taught me groove, taught me everything, you know. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I went down this way with my family because it could have gone any way but my family were just so into R&B and I've spoken about this before and my higher conscious goes to R&B. Like yet I don't listen to it much anymore, you know. I understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful these guys formed in 1969 and mm. I love the sort of, even though this is, oh, I guess essentially you're going into uh, R&B disco territory, um, even even the the name of the band, Earth, Wind and Fire, is all that kind of like hippie elements, you know. The, you Astrology know, the, the, as well. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, it's awesome. amazing. Great album. Really loved it. So we've got one of yours next, honey, for your dad's barbecue. Hey. This is great. Here we go. Paul Kelly. Dumb things. Paul Kelly. I love Paul Kelly. Got a real soft spot. This is actually Paul Kelly and the Coloured Girls. Yes. Um, have a guess what year it came out. 
Oh, God, I've all 84? Fucking 89. What? I know. I was amazed. Wow. I was amazed. I just felt like this was sort of early 80s. Yeah, early 80s as you can get. But um, I think it's the I think it's the harmonica at the at the beginning oh, that kind of does it, that. Yeah, the harmonica. Yeah, wasn't it in um, that movie? It was fucking in Young Einstein. My Young Einstein. So that was late. Yeah. Which I was thinking about that today. Oh, it was in Young Einstein, and it was in Look Who's Talking. So so um, it um so it was in sort of two. Big movies because Young Einstein did okay on the on the world circuit. Yeah, um, and so it was in Young Einstein eighty eight. The year after eighty nine, it was in Look Who's Talking. So he would have done well um, with those fucking royalties, you know. Oh god, and yeah. um, he did a fair bit of touring through the US as well. He's they supported. Um, so Paul Kelly and the Coloured Girls because they felt there was going to be a bit of backlash because it might be. You know, I guess a bit racist. They changed the name of the Coloured Girls to the Messengers. So when they toured through the um, through America, they rebranded it to Paul Kelly and the Messengers, and they supported Crowded House on their first tour. And then they fucking headlined their the next tour. He he actually had quite a little bit of popularity for a while there, Paul Paul Kelly. And you think like he's he's as Australian as you can get. Yeah, you know? that's right. Love it. And Americans love that. Yeah, they do actually. They love they, that real Americans Aussie loved, stuff. They loved Aussies in the late 80s because it was sort of like America's Cup and all of that and Crocodile Dundee was breaking through and um, we were the flavour of the month at the time with the US. Mm. Mm. I've met his wife. I don't know. Is he still married to Mary Jo Starr? Shit, I can't remember. She was an he actress. Always, he always used to come to my plays. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, but um, she was an actress. So she was in Poor Man's Orange and all that stuff. Yeah, and right. And I think that's why he used to do a lot of the theatre stuff because of her. But I'm not sure whether they're still married. But I know yeah. she was a gorgeous woman. I yeah. loved her as an actress as well. Can't remember yeah. her real name. But um, – yeah, no, um, very much a dad's thing to go to Paul Kelly, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And just sort of it was quite folky, the lyrics and everything to Paul Kelly. It wasn't sort of highbrow poetic metaphor or anything. It was just sort of it's it yeah, the lyrics it sounded exactly like what it was referring to, you know what I mean? Um, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole today and was <laughs> <laughs> Looking at fucking Young Einstein, that mm-hmm. was that was a hit with the kids in its day. That was huge, huge. And you think the the premise of it is fucking ridiculous. It's basic. It's Albert Einstein, but they've changed everything. They've changed. You know, he's not Jewish. He's not German. He's actually from Tasmania. <laughs> he's from Tasmania, and um. It's just weird as fuck, like this kind of alternate universe Albert Einstein, you know, like it's – but but look, people fucking loved it. The music was really good. Tasmanians loved it. Yeah, I'm did. Tasmanian. I, I never yes. got it. I was like, what? Tasmanian? But um, yeah. 
I I never saw it to be honest with you. But oh right. I think the music sold it more that was around it. The music yeah, that's in the right. movie. Yeah. And yeah. um I couldn't tell you what it was about. I've just if I'm not interested, I don't watch them, you know. Did you ever see it? Oh yeah, I saw it. It was massive. I remember my cousin Julie, who was um I idolized her growing up and I saw her a couple of weeks ago at Leo's birthday in Cairns and she's mm. sort of I, I think onto her third or fourth fiance or something. Oh, I hope she doesn't hear oh. that, but she is. She is. But oh, well, um, live your life. Whatever. She was mental. She was mental, mate, right. back in the day. And she she introduced me to a lot of music as well. And um, she loved Yahoo Serious, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. He followed that up in 93 with Reckless Kelly, which was like a reimagining of yep. Ned Kelly's wife, uh, life. And um, Divinals uh, did a cover of Wild Thing for it. Oh, remember? yes. I sang that version live, Wild Thing. By the Divinals ah. in Alice Springs of all countries. Sorry, states. Oh, right. Yeah, we did a lot of rock in Alice Springs. We went in all funky and then we realised if we wanted to get bashed, we had to change our set list pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I've got a Father's Day commercial from the 80s. Do you want to have a listen to this? This is yes, a Yes, I do. Here we go. Give Dad a bus. Give Dad a great big bus on Father's Day. Polaroid can give you a brighter, more colourful father this Father's Day with new Super Colour Film, the world's fastest developing instant colour film. And if you give Dad the new Polaroid Super Colour one-step instant camera, you get the new film free. He may even take a picture of you. Give Dad a buzz on Father's Day. That was the opening line. Give Dad a buzz. Give Dad a buzz. Buzz of fucking what? What are you going to buzz him with? Put some speed in his drink. Oh, horrific. Isn't it hilarious? Poor old Dad. Commercials were funny in the 80s. But Polaroid cameras weren't. They They were the thing. What was, oh, so this is for this is Polaroid for camera. Polaroids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Give so Dad give a Dad buzz a buzz this Father's, Father's Day with a Polaroid camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can take all your photos. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Do you have memories of Polaroid cameras, like your family actually using them? Yeah, we had an old shitty one. Yeah, yeah. we had it like, yeah, they were, they were big and black and cheap. Yeah, and you had to shake it. Shake it. And, That's um, right. Yeah, no selfies. It was all had to happen on the on the time. I mean, Polaroids usually in Aussie families, if you're around 50, a lot of your albums will have Polaroids in the albums. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, it, that's it, right. It'll either be that or 120 films or, you know, really unusual size pictures but a lot of – and the Polaroids had the big white gap down the bottom. It wasn't the new ones. It was a huge white gap. I I think that was so you could grab it and you wouldn't put your finger on it and fuck the developing of it. Yeah, that's right. That's the bit mm. you pulled out. But people used to use it as a caption, like, right, you know, yeah. David and Julie on their engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend used to have a wall full of nightclub Polaroids. And yeah. Yeah, it was very trendy in the 90s. 
to have a wall full of Polaroids. Fuck yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like if you yeah. went into an arty house, which Chantal was arty, you would see these Polaroids and then they'd be um, – they'd make tiles out of – what are the mosaic tiles? Remember when people went through that phase in the early 90s making yeah, their own yeah. fucking tiles? Yeah, Who that's right. Who could be bothered? Drunk people. And that's who. You'd go when you'd go into like a really trendy share house and you'd see those walls of photos. It was the highest honor to highest. have a photo photo Absolutely. taken of you and make it to the wall. You'd be it like, was oh, never yeah. one of me anywhere. <laughs> never one of me. I remember um, my friend Chantel, who was a dancer, Cozzy's sister, who danced with Kylie and stuff. Used to live with um, Scott Kahn's sister. Natalie Kahn, yeah. I think it was Natalie or maybe it was the other one. And uh, I walked into their unit and I knew she was Scott Kahn's sister because they had the best dimples, that family, the greatest greatest smile and dimples. Oh, cute. And um, the Polaroids are there and I'd be like looking for me everywhere, nah. And then <laughs> we'd get so drunk and just laugh and, you know, crazy, yeah, crazy yeah. times. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So give Dad a buzz on Father's Day. There you go. Now we're going to play. This one is very much reminds me of my dad. And if it wasn't an R&B artist, it was Olivia. Here she is now. track. Yep, working out in the gym with all the gay dudes. I know, right? And this is the thing. This goes back to our like second episode or even our first episode. Yep. Where we, these were the videos that were banned. Remember this was banned because of that? (laughs) It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And apparently it was banned because they didn't like the lyric horizontally or something. But everyone knows why it was banned. That's right. You know, America yeah. went a bit mental on this. But we brought this single in 1981 at Brushes at Southlands and it was a 7-inch and we played the fuck out of it, you know. Yeah, that's right. I, I love the um, the single cover. So the album cover, she's got her head back. On the single, she there's like a beautiful photo of Olivia on the front with sort of fluoro blue and, and hot pink like uh, a kind of like ripped design with the text. I love it. Very 80s. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, this was this was Olivia when she first came in with short hair. And yeah. we've never seen anything like it, you know. Yeah. But um, speaking of fathers, so my dad was a fantastic plumber and her mum used to live in Turak in, I can't remember where in Turak. It might have been around Domain Road or something. Oh, yep. So dad would go there and he put in her mum's spa bath for her. <laughs> and I remember thinking my dad's going to Olivia's mum's house and I wonder if Olivia's going to turn up. Probably never did, but why would you turn up when there was a worker there? But he became really good friends with Olivia's mum and because Dad's very friendly and I think I've spoken about this too before. So Dad would come home and I'd go, did you see Olivia? And no, just her mum, just put in the spa bath, da-da-da. This is such a funny story because you wouldn't even fucking believe it nowadays. So then he came home one day with a black and white photo of the physical, I think it was Make a Move on me promo shop and it was signed by Olivia and I was so excited. Oh, wow. How fucking amazing. Yeah. So my dad became really good friends with her mum and because dad didn't know who was famous and who wasn't, you know. He wasn't a big – he didn't make a big fuss of those things, you know. And yeah. But it, for me, going to school, knowing my dad was working for Olivia's mum was just out of this world, man. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. So it reminds me of my dad in a lot of ways and this song, I think he went and did the spa bath many years after this song. It would have been around Make a Move on Me. So, um, yeah, very exciting times. (laughs) Beautiful. I love that. Mm, uh, The next song we've got, Lovely, is one of yours. Beautiful. What have we got? Surprise me. I will if I can get – oh, no, this is a ripper. Fucking love this song. Do you know Rewind 80s have done this live? Oh, is that right? We did it at the commercial hotel a couple of times. Oh, wow. That oh, is really tricky. 
it's very high and it's sort of fucking high, man. Yeah. Musically, the placement, the syncopation is actually quite complex. It's not very complex. If you've got a shit drummer, forget it. Yeah. Because it's just all over the shop. And I remember us filming it going, that's not right, let's film it and a lot of work and then we ended up dropping it because the drummer, but the drummer's gone now so I I reckon we'd be able to do it again. But such one of my favourite Divinal songs without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, love it. It's a real What Barbie were you at where you remember this one? Uh, We used to have a big Barbie... Because we were on a farm, right? So we used to have a big Barbie area that was full of roses that mum and dad planted. And we had horses and cows. And so the (laughs) – God, I sound like such a fucking – country bumpkin when I talk about my childhood but we we um we had horses and cows and so we had um really healthy roses because they were sort of well fertilized and I just remember the roses coming out in summer in and around fucking what is it Melbourne Cup Day and then sort of right the way up through till Christmas and um, we had a bar- – dad actually built the Barbie. I remember dad building oh, the Barbie wow. and um, putting it all together with bricks and stuff and I was just amazed. I thought like fucking yeah. – I could. I thought he was the most amazing thing for yeah. making the Barbie. And the, I remember the bench top on the Barbie was tiles and um, so oh, we could wow, easily sort of – a special one. Yes, a special one. And it was all sort of like sparkly – um, bronzy tiles, they were re- you know, very sort of very, very kind of 70s slash 80s, yep. bron- bronzy tiles that were fancy. Yeah, like it was amazing when your dad did stuff like that that you did think he was like a magician. Like, yeah, how do people like do this, you know? Yeah, it's like, how the fuck did this come together? And it was like a massive barbecue, it was huge. And, um, yeah, we, we used to have all of our family events there. And I, I, I just remember Dad. Um, Dad wasn't a massive drinker. He was earlier in life when he during his footy career and um, he couldn't sort of handle his drink. So he, he um, didn't want to make a fool out of himself. So he sort of like he would have a light beer maybe, you know. Um, but I remember him like standing out just in the Queensland sun, just getting fucking bright red burnt and just like sweating and cooking all the sausages and everything. And, um, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd always be at the barbie, always sort of churning through the barbie. Incredible. So happy Father's Day to the fathers out there that are listening. It's going to be a lovely day for you on the Sunday and Jay and Micah's first or second Father's Day. Incredible. Second Father's Day. Wow, that's just gone so quick. Like we had – I just remember Dallas coming in to do when you were in Adelaide. Was it Adelaide? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we were in Adelaide. Yeah. Incredible. I don't mind a bit of Adelaide. I love Adelaide. We so always have a lot of fun. So I, um, we, because Sudo's such a big band now, like it's six people. I said to the boys, "Oh, I'll walk to the gig, and you guys get into the, the taxi or whatever." And I walked under this bridge, sort of similar to along the Yarra, where you walk under the bridge, and there's sort of nothing there. You know, I got a bit scared. I was like, "Oh, fuck! I don't know the area. Someone could jump out of the fucking." 
you know, the side and rape me or whatever. You know, you're always worried about that <laughs> as a chick. And then the next day I had this dream that that happened and it was fucking mortifying. And I, I just thought to myself, you just can't walk everywhere, Sammy. But it's so sad to have to think like that, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. Where you go, oh, I could be in danger here. But Adelaide besides that was lovely. But I did want to go for this long walk and then I got over it and went, I'm just going to get an Uber, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I had a bit of a nightmare about that, which wasn't great. Now the next track, oh, okay, this is a ripper. This is now without doubt most dads and uncles would talk about footy. So I was going to put another track in but I thought, no, I'll put this one in because Father's Day is in September and it goes something like this. But this is about the footy, by the way, not Father's Day. Real hard. There were days when you tried, there were days when you start Trying to please the crowd when they're unforgiving There are easier ways to make a living But we've come a long way since the start of things When we've seen the joy that hard work brings You've made us cry and you've made us smile You've hit the front, now it's all worthwhile So that's Aussie Rules footy for you. There One day go. in September. Mike Brady. You Mike see him Brady. singing around all the time, still out there. Oh, still makes a dollar from it. Still he'll struggling be, he'll be to up reach. there at the finals, won't he? He definitely. Still struggling to hit the high notes. but Nah, uh, yeah, look. Whatever. Fucking, yeah. He always plays the, he plays the local footy quite a bit. He just sort of. You know, gets out there, tries to get a route, and he he um <laughs> they um <laughs> you, you see him, hello um, little girl. Some yeah, get a yeah, are you? You know g'day. up there, Kazali. Be yeah, yeah. Do you know She'd up there, Kazali? I'll I'll play it for yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, unzip my fly and I'll fucking sing please it. Please shut can up. Sing it into Mike Mike. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Well, I don't know much about him, but I know that he was huge amongst the dads with up there Kazali and then one day in September. And it was always played at dad's barbecues, you know? Oh, fuck yeah. It was huge. Absolutely huge. Oh, very exciting footy final season we're entering this year. Oh, what year. are we doing? I haven't watched Collingwood, it. Collingwood, uh, number one on the ladder. We, You're we're kidding. The minor yeah. Yeah. We've sort of. Like just entering the finals, we've had a bit of a shaky back and forth couple of weeks, but um, just with a couple of losses. But this is after like a, a massive run of w- wins and um, Nick Dacos sort of got knocked out with a bad knee. But he's he'll, um, he'll come Peter back Dacos's to the first Is that Peter Dacos' son? 
Yeah, so Peter Dacos got two sons, Nick and Josh. Oh, wow. Um, and they both play for us and they're both fucking phenomenal. Um, wow. And it's, yeah, Collingwood are number one on the ladder and – it looks like Nick Dacos, the younger lad, who's only twenty, wow. he's the he looks like the Brownlow favourite for this year. Well, Peter Dacos was a hot looking dude. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, know. they're be- beautiful lads, like beautiful kids, and he's got a gorgeous wife. They used to live in Altona. I'm not sure if they're still there. Mm, let's go and find mm. out. But up yeah. there, Kazali was all about that kind of eighties time with Peter Dacos, and you had Lee Matthews, and you had. Ron Barassi, good old Barassi for North yeah. Melbourne. Fuck, he's a good coach, Barassi, isn't he, eh? Yeah, that's I'm right. I'm going to go to a fucking Barassi seminar during the week to show oh, these good. kids what it is. Yeah. My dad would go to all the Ron Barassi seminars, but he was a very good coach and he was very, very positive and he had this magic about him, Ron Barassi. But Lee Matthews is also in this. The, the, my favourite episode we've ever done has been the AFL episode in the <laughs> footy, 80s. Yeah, the footy episode we did. I love it. I like what we did footy in the 80s and it was just great because we did Collingwood, North Melbourne because I was North Melbourne, you were Collingwood and we looked at the night game and stuff. So if you want to look back at that, God only knows what episode it is. <laughs> but it's really funny because you're more of a Queenslander where you missed a lot of the early stuff and yeah. I was in the North Melbourne cheer squad, bitches. I was fucking there, man, at Arden Street. I was lifting shit, you know, and I wasn't a big kid, you know. One, two, three and four. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved going to Arden Street and making the banners and stuff and the music that went along with the footy. That That's a really good episode, the 80s montage. I'll have a look and see where it is and we'll give you a little look. But for the American people especially, like it's funny, like footy was really big musically as well. Like you would listen to a cassette recorder with batteries. You'd take a cassette recorder with the batteries in it and you'd tape – you know, a mixed tape of all your songs off the radio and we used to have a ball, you know. Do you reckon Maddie can put like a last-minute effort uh, um, edit in? I might – I'll send him a little note with the timestamp. Yep. It's this fucking awesome clip. I've sent it to you before of the North Melbourne supporters in the pub before they go to the game. Oh, and yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that fucking kanga, kanga, kanga. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I f- it's the most Aussie fucking thing. Oh. I love it so much. I'll, I'll have to fucking, I'll flag it with Maddie. You can chuck I it in. I lived it. I lived <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> oh, fuck. So we've got another one of yours now, babe, and this is a ripper too. Uh, Hunters and Collectors. Oh, yes. Let's love do it. it. Bring it on.
what I see. Love it. Love it. Hunters and collectors, guys. I see a Frankfurt and a sausage and a chop. Oh, nice. Barbecues are the best fucking thing ever, aren't they? They're so simple, really. Even if you do veggies on the barbecue, like corn, that's Maddie's favourite fucking thing ever. Oh, really? He loves corn. Oh, beautiful. Because he doesn't eat meat. Barbecued corn, that would be it. You know? I used to – I grew up because I sort of, you know, grew up on a farm. We would have corn – we would like have corn growing in the paddock and ate so much fucking corn growing up. I'm now intolerant to it. I can't uh, eat it. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. it's not really good for your system because you nah. don't digest it. That's it. Like it's not great. Exactly I had popcorn right. the other day at the movies. Oh, my fucking God. I went and saw Barbie. Have I told you? Oh, any good? Did you like it? Fucking amazing. It's good. It's not bad, huh? It's amazing. Yeah. I couldn't believe how fucking good it was. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's sort of a um, lot more complex than what you would have thought. So clever. So yeah, very clever. clever. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm they glad do it is. was good. Oh, I loved it. I went with Jules. We went gold class. So it shut down the woke movement pretty much straight from the top. Yeah. Like when they had the first part of the babies and the dolls that used to shit and you used to feed them and you used <laughs> to – that shut down the woke movement straight away. That was really clever that they did that because it could have been really bad otherwise. Yeah. Like, oh, but, but Barbie, I, I think it was amazing. I think Margot and the other girl did a really good job. And I loved, I loved it. I was so entertained by it. Yeah, I got I loved a bit it. lost in sections, and then I went, no, just let it go. You know, it's good. At least it was dense. It was well written, and I think she, I think Margot carries a film beautifully. She's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Margot. I've loved her ever since um, the ice skating thing. That yeah, she did. yeah. Ton- oh, that, Tonya. She's a phenomenal yeah. actress. But um, I loved it. I, I was so entertained by it. We were just sitting there. We were watching it, Jules and I, who's a patron of the show, and um, and my friend and our friend, and um, we were eating beautiful food and we were in gold class and it was just on from day – from the minute it started, I was into it. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I don't know how that happened where I just thought of it. But, yeah, go and see Barbie if you really – you know, like I've even spoken to <laughs> – I've even spoken to Brian and Racky and gone, you've got to go and see Barbie. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. good. It's great. You know? oh, and, nice um, one. and they're like, oh, really? Is it not embarrassing? I'm like, nah, it's it's incredible. Hey, um, back to Hunters. So Hunters and Collectors, yeah. the, get, have a guess when this song came out. See, I would say 86, but I don't think it is. No, nah, it was very close, 87. Radio, yep. Yeah. Um. For some reason it feels earlier, but anyway, they, they sort of, yeah, they they were, come to think of it, they were a sort of little later. They weren't a high school band. Yeah, they, they met were. at uni. And they I always thought they were a Sydney band, but they met in Melbourne and they met at um, Uni of Melbourne. And Mark Seymour is a sort of lead singer who I idolise. Um, his brother Nick Seymour's in Crowded House. Yeah. Um, and, you know, famously they have a seven-piece band 
Hunters is a seven-piece band with um, like a brass section. They've got sort of trumpet, trombone and all that shit. And also it sort of pains me whenever I see this and look at the look at the credits for the songs, how Mark Seymour thought, I don't know, he was doing the right thing by spreading out the writing credits over all seven players. And he said like he was trying to, I guess, be democratic in that way, but mm. like it didn't re- really represent the contributions to the songs. Like they they weren't sort of – it wasn't like an even contribution no. sort of. Um, he Like he was bringing a lot of ideas to the band and stuff and then, you know, giving away his fucking writing credits. It's crazy. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. I don't – I'm not a huge Hunters and Collectors fan but he was in the Virgin Lounge one night. We were going somewhere and I was with Canem and Racky and I got a bit starstruck. I have to say I did get a bit starstruck seeing him in the Virgin Lounge. And He's I was quite standing legendary. there. Very legendary. And he was standing there because you can get free coffee, obviously, at the Virgin Lounge. He was ordering a coffee and I was fucking starstruck and I couldn't believe. You know those artists where you don't think they're going to affect you and then you see them in real life and you go, fucking hell, it's Mark Seymour. Yeah. And I remember running up to Brian going, Mark's here, Mark's here, you've got to say hello because Mark yeah. knows him and his manager. And um, I was a little bit starstruck. It's interesting, isn't it, you know? I lo- so what, were you going to, if um, if he was going to go up and chat to him, would have you gone up and been like, how are you oh, going? Oh, no, I stood back. I yeah. stood back. But Brian knows him and his manager and... I just stood back and looked. I couldn't even go up to him. I was just a bit starstruck. I was like that with Prince when I first saw Prince as well. Oh, I yeah. thought I loved Madonna heaps and I loved Prince but I didn't love him as much as Madonna. But I have to say when I first saw Madonna I wasn't starstruck but when I saw Prince I'm the opposite. This yeah. fucking I don't have to love them, love them to be starstruck. You don't realise how much you are starstruck until you actually see them in the flesh. Yeah, and it's interesting who you kind of get yeah. nervous around. It's not you do. Who you I got really nervous about Mark Seymour, and I was like, "Oh, hang he, on a minute, you he's don't." He's very even... confident. He's yeah. very, he's very calm. Like he's very sort of calm. at one with himself. He yeah, is and and humble. And that mm. was the first thing I got from him. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not going near that. That's really tuned in." Yeah, yeah, that's you know? right. Now they're really? a big. Fa- Hunters have has since become like a big footy band, Holy Grail especially because it's sort of got links to the, you know, the footy grand final and all of that. So, mm. um, yeah. Look out big... for Kiss this year. Oh, Kiss, exactly. Oh, you know what? You know what? I got t- uh, tickets to the other day. Wow. Um, Golden Circle front row tickets to the weekend. Oh, get fucked, did ya? Yeah, yeah. Front row tickets. Yeah. How did you do front row? I think it was a glitch. I wow. think it was a glitch on fucking Ticketmaster because they, it was a it was a Vodafone presale, and I don't even have Vodafone, but I got somebody else's sort of um, uh, presale code. And you know, I'm refreshing, I'm refreshing, I'm refreshing, I'm refreshing, and it was showing all like shitty Tickets. sort of marginal seats and everything. And I think they sort of scare you. Like to think, oh, you know, it's going to completely sell out. You're going to miss yeah, out of and course. all of that shit. Yeah. Um, but those pre-sale, pre- the pre-sale sale allocations are tiny. 
um, it's not like it's the the bulk of the tickets coming out. But um, w- w- on one of the refreshes, the big golden circle area came up and it wasn't Shit. meant to. And I wow. just quickly processed the payment, put it through. Yep. wasn't cheap. But I, uh, I got, I got a couple of tickets. What wasn't so. cheap? Six uh, hundred for both tickets. Almost. It was no. Yeah. Look, it was five, five thirty a ticket. So you and Mika are going. I was prepared to pay a thousand. Oh yeah, you love him. Well, I went to uh, last time I saw him was the Starboy tour, and that uh, I had to get tickets in Sydney because it was at um, it was at Marvel here, mm. and it was at Stadium Australia in Sydney, which mm. is um, slightly bigger, and um, ANZ Stadium or whatever it is called now, and. Um, uh, yeah, went and saw him in Sydney. And I look, I had fucking seats in the nosebleeds oh. um, and I really regretted it. I was You're like, gonna love it. yeah, yeah, I can't wait. So that'll be. So a, is it in Melbourne? Whereabouts? Just at Marvel Stadium. Oh, wow. So yeah. what date? Next December, year? No, December. It's in, in like, like literally within, he's he's playing. Um, December he's playing this year? Fucking, yeah. He's playing, um, yeah, playing South America, and he's playing South America right now, and then he's coming to Australia, New Zealand. Wow! So pretty sort of um, pretty late announcement, but yeah, I was I was ready. I knew it was going to happen. Oh well, just, he's so huge. He could announce yesterday, and it'd be full. You know. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So can't wait. That'll be really cool. Oh, I'm so glad. What was the date of that gig? December, um, not the 2nd. No, we've got a gig that night. I know. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, is it Cardinia or whatever? Cardinia or uh, Cardinia Culture Center. Yeah. December. It's going to be Oh, great. I can't remember anyway. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll so tell now you. the last song we're going to do tonight is the funniest shit ever. So my family were Boz Skaggs fans. Oh, yeah. Boz right. so fucking my dad. Skaggs <laughs> was the hugest thing. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also 79 but I did find a 1980 track and uh, this was – he was big on the Barbie. Now, when you look at the people in the band of Bob Skaggs, A+, plus, A+, plus, Musos. Yeah. So to be like, oh, that Bob Skaggs is great, isn't he? Here he is now. <laughs> Right out. 
Jojo made those city lights. Boz oh. Skaggs, mate. My dad used to love Boz Skaggs as well. Everyone in Australia loved him. I was so embarrassed. I was too. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> it was embarrassing. It was like getting your period and you weren't ready. Oh. It was weird. <laughs> oh, it fucking fuck. was embarrassing. But I used to try and get something out of it and what I got out of it was the the chicks in the background. Like I found something in it. They <laughs> yeah. do know him. Like, but fucking, this is Toto basically. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was a white funk guy yeah. that had every white fucking person, like every Aussie, no matter how rough they were, loved Boz Skaggs. Yeah, that's right. So fucking daggy. He, um, um, he bought an album out in '94 called Some Change, and right. my dad, because he he um he, there was like a six year gap. He released something in like uh, about '88, and then um, didn't release anything in '94. So it was uh, until '94. So it was like a big deal. And there yes. was a there was a single off that called Fly Like a Bird. Yeah, and my right. dad yeah, yeah. my dad used to listen to John Laws, and Lawsy used to fucking pump. <sighs> Fly John like a bird. Yeah. yeah, and I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, and my it dad was would be. embarrassing. Yeah, my dad yes. would be trying to get me into it and I'd just be like, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It was like air supply but worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at yeah, a barbecue, right. your uncle would fucking put, get that Boz Skaggs record on. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And they'd be smoking out of their ass, like the cigarette smoke in the fucking room. Boss gags and smoking cigarettes. It was funny because I used to watch my uncles actually not even know what was going on in the room. Like the kid could be drowning in the pool and the music oh, would take them away that it wouldn't even they wouldn't even know there was a drowning. You know, yeah, it that's was just right. really weird time. Like music was more appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In these years. And boss gags used to just turn your uncles into fucking zombies. Oh, it was sort of like it was a real mix of everything Barbies because it was like people would have a drink, they'd always play heaps of music, um, they'd get a bit pissy and like the adults would get a bit sexy as well. Like, yeah, well this was the, sexy, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the kids would sort of take themselves off and be yep. fucking drowning each other or fingering each other or whatever and, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, the adults would be getting embarrassing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, there was little, oh, 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 oh yeah. little, little, boo, boo, boom, 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 like fucking <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Who's this fucking white dude? You know. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. Look, incredible band. When you look back at like Jeff Beccaro and and people from Toto, you know, were in yeah. this, and it, it felt like Toto, didn't it? You know, like oh, here yeah. we go again. An amazing musicianship. Um, but white people just resonated with it at barbecues yeah. and you had to sit there and listen to fucking jo- – what's his name? Yeah, Boz Gags. Boz Gags. <laughs> he used to have um, – ma- he was fa- not famous for it but like he he used to have massive – um, massive breaks between his albums. Like he'd Yeah, he retired like- in the 80s. Eight years and then yeah. another six years later he'd fucking have something else. Do you um, know what it he, sounded like to me? What? Sexual frustration. 
Yes, oh, absolutely. And with the fucking collar outside the jacket and all yeah, of that. Yeah, the pink jacket. You know, Dad's having a fucking midlife crisis, you know. Yeah. Poor cunt. But, yeah, anyway, no, he did retire. He um he was out. He used to sort of tour later in life quite a bit. I'm not sure if he did the Vegas circuit or what, but him and his wife were away on tour and the in 2017 and the wildfires. You know how there's wildfires in um, – there's been wildfires in Hawaii just recently, yep. which is awful. Um uh, in California, they had wildfires. You, you'd mm-hmm. remember in 2017, and he lost fucking everything. Yeah, he lost right. everything. The poor bastard. So, yeah, no good. So the hit years for him were 1976 to 1981. <laughs> oh my god! So this 79, 80, I really resonate with with family yeah. functions. Yeah, that's it. But um. Oh, look, incredible. I think I think Rita Coolidge was in his backing band and, and oh, stuff like serious. that. And, you know, everyone loved Boz Skaggs. I never got him. <laughs> I got embarrassed. It was because ABBA was huge, you know. ABBA was yeah. the shit. But Boz yeah. was a bit adult contemporary. Yeah. White I, bread, yeah. you know. Yeah, embarrassing fucking but, territory. But it was embarrassing for kids our age, but when you look back at it, pretty amazing. Yeah, what he did. yeah. Look, the musicianship was great and everything, but I still want to kill myself when I yeah, listen to it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny how you resonate with that when you were little, and it still stays the same. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Anyway, you know, I reckon that's our show, baby. That's our show, baby. What a great show! Happy Father's Day to the daddies. Happy Father's Day, Dad. We're going off and doing a corporate gig this week. And then we are. what's our next gig after that, babe? So we've got a corporate gig with the fantastic uh, agency. They're like a agency, TBWA in Melbourne. Beautiful. They do commercials and stuff on the TV. So we're doing that on Thursday. I'm not sure. I don't think it's that far away. We we are, believe it or not, gang, we're coming back to ALH. We are ready to launch ALH wow. again. So we're going to be doing a few little venues in there. The one that you need to get tickets to is the Northcote Theatre. Yes, 21st On October, October the 21st. Uh-huh. It's going to be amazing. Get down there, guys. We're all going to be there. All our families are going to be there, all our friends. So please buy a ticket. It's going to be absolutely massive. And we've got DJ Grandmaster Bates as well. So it's going to be so – it's going to be five hours of 80s. Fantastic. But In yeah, a fantastic incredible. venue. You'll oh, love it. The Ch- lighting and, it and, the, and the sound will be incredible. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, nice one. Mm. Lovely, guys. Hey, big shout-out to all our subscribers around the world. The best thing you can do is become a subscriber, guys. Just hit the subscribe button and follow us on over 10 different platforms. So uh, best thing you can do is become a Patreon for as little as $1.50 a month. And for $10 a month, you get the extra episodes. But please like, share, rate, and review. Write us a little review in the comment section and get around us, guys. The comments really push us up the chart. So write us a little hello in the comment section on, you know, a- Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, you know, write us a little review. Tell us how much you love the show or how much you don't like the show. <laughs> Redheads and gay. That's right. Redheads That's and gay. That's what they are. 
They we pick on them a, all the time. A subject called redheads and gays. Yeah, Rick Astley can start that. <laughs> um, oh, I know, right? I know. Love our Rick. Ricky. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah, oh, we're Jesus. definitely redhead and gay, so we're not, uh, we're not against those people. No, that was the not. only real – we're going to talk about him for the rest of our life. He was the only real one that really stuck it in, didn't he? Stuck well, he it in, love. He just didn't get it. You know, no, fuck off. Anyway. Too serious, mate. Got to fucking chill out, people. You got to have a fucking good time, right? Put a smile on your face, guys. Have exactly. a drink. Have a good time, especially have on a Father's fucking Day. Crank. Think about shit that's not going to happen, and just have a yeah. good time. Yeah, and then wash your hands and call Dad on on Sunday. That's so. right. That would be nice. Yeah, good on you. All right, guys. Love yous, and if it's music, mateys or cool shit from the eighties, we're going to talk about it. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs>